Hello everybody and welcome back to the Lone Road iRacers podcast with me your host Guy Robertson. So our first subject tonight is going to be all about the epic Mazda MX-5. So the Mazda MX-5, we know it so well in uh, the road class because this is your starting vehicle uh, when you first start in, in iRacing on the road class. So you're a rookie thrown into the epic Mazda MX-5. Uh, you start to experience the sponginess of the, of the chassis, uh, the uh, viewing angles and basically how you learn how to handle the car. But in real life, what is the beast that we're all hoping to tame? So the Mazda MX-5 is a lightweight, two-passenger roadster sports car manufactured and marketed, guess who, by Mazda, with a front mid-engine rear-wheel drive layout. It has a convertible vehicle that is market, marketed as the Mazda Roadster. It's manufactured in Mazda's Hiroshima plant. The MX-5 debuted in 1989 at the Chicago Auto Show and was conceived and executed under a tightly focused design credo, meaning oneness of horse and rider. Strange but true. It's widely noted for its small, light, modern, dynamically balanced and minimally complex design. The MX-5 has frequently been called a spiritual successor to 1950s and 60s Italian and British roadster sports cars. The Lotus Elan was used as a design benchmark. Generations were internally designed with a two-letter code, beginning with the first generation, the NA, second generation, MB, launched in 1989, for MY1999, followed by a third generation, NC, in 2005. For my 2006 and the fourth generation ND in 2015, for my Y2016. As a best-selling two-seat convertible sports car in history, the MX-5 has been mar- marketed globally with production exceeding 1 million as of early 2016. The name Miata derives from Old High German for reward. The original MX-5 was launched at a time when small roadsters had almost disappeared from the market, with the Alfa Romeo Spider being one of the only comparable models still in production at the time. However, even the Spider was not a direct competitor of the MX-5 due to its significantly higher price tag. That left the Mazda as a spiritual successor to a host of discontinued sports cars such such as the MGB, Triumph TR7, Triumph Spitfire and the Fiat Spider. The MX-5 was officially introduced in February 1989 at the Chicago Auto Show and the public immediately resonated with the new sports car. The first generation MX-5 and MX-5 would go on to be the most popular of the four MX-5 generations by a wide margin with over 2,228, sorry, 228,961 units sold in the United States alone between 1989 and 1997. The lightweight unibody MX-5 boasts sharp, responsive handling and a curb weight of under 2,500 pounds. 
Notably, the M MX5 incorporates a longitudinal truss marketed as the power plant frame that provides a rigid connection between the engine and the differential to minimise flex and improve balance. Some MX-5 models feature limited slip differentials, traction control and an anti-locking braking system. With an approximate 50-50 front rear weight balance, the car has nearly neutral handling. Introducing oversteer is easy and very controllable. I think some of us might think it's uncontrollable in iRacing. Thus making the MX-5 a popular choice for amateur and stock racing, autocross and club racing. The MX-5 has won numerous awards including Wheels Magazine's Car of the Year in 1989, 2005 and 2016 respectively, Sports Car International's Best Sports Car of the 1990s and 10 Best Sports Car of All Time in 2005 to 2006, Car of the Year Japan in 2005, Australian Car of the Year, the MX-5 MX5 has also made Car and Driver magazine's annual 10 best list 17 times. In the December 2009 issue, Grassroots Motorsports magazine named the MX-5 as the most popular sports car built during the previous 25 years. As the production continues and generations are added, the core idea, dimensions and basic technology remain with technical remain with technical advancements added with each revised version, while adhering to the original goals that led to its creation. Wow, what a car. I could go on, but I'm going to now switch to see what Top Gear said about the MX-5. So, Top Gear did a, a review on the Mazda MX-5. So, it... it, it you can buy one between £19,230 up to £29,400 for the Roadster version. So what is it? The MX-5 is among the most recognisable sport cars on the planet. Inspired by one of the best, the Lotus Elan of the 1960s. Back in 1989, Mazda sought to replicate the impeccable steering feel, driving purity and featherweight build of the Lotus. In its own convertible format and the Japanese car maker has been churning them out to, to applause ever since. So the engines, so why they remain a 1.5 to 2 litre engine, over the years they've been tweaked and improved and they're better than ever. Both engines now feature extensive top stop-start technology that recoups under braking to help power the ancillary electronics to save fuel. The 1.5 unit produces 130 brake horsepower and 112 pounds foot panel foot per foot and gets a convertible MX-5 to 62 miles an hour from zero in 8.3 seconds. The 2 litre engine produces 182 brake horsepower and 151 pound per foot of torque and manages the 62 mile an hour dash in a heady 6.5 seconds. So what if you do fancy a convertible version? You'll be missing out on the MX-5's experience to shrug off the manual folding soft top um, in favour of something heavy and electronically assisted. Mazda has however made a minor concession to modern tastes and offers the MX-5 these days with a, with a fully electric folding hard top. 
Indeed, the whole driving experience is lovely antidote to the anaesthetized, over-assisted, electronically supervised drive you'll often find in other supposed sporty cars. The entry-level MX-5 weighs uh, but a smudge over the 1,000 kilograms, and it's because Mazda has remained laser-focused on the car's mission, avoiding the temptation to add just one more thing after another and ending up with a block of lard. So, if you're happy uh, only ever being able to give one friend a lift, then sure, why not buy an MX-5? The base spec comes reasonably equipped, all models get heated seats, LED headlights, smartphone connectivity, climate control, native sat-nav and cruise control as standard. The 130-litre boot is rather tiny on paper, but you can stuff it off in there for a weekend away, as long as there is no black tie events involved. If you're swapping into the MX-5 from a plusher car, you'll find the interior plastics are on the durable side and that the car lacks some of the nice details. But you don't get an MX-5 for, for a luxurious cabin. So, final wrap-up. The MX-5 dishes out fuzzy fun at entirely illegal speeds and costs peanuts to run. What more could you want? So, folks, that's the MX MX-5. I like driving it still today, and I've been out of rookies for a couple of years. I hope you're enjoying uh, the MX-5. It's going to stay with iRacing for a long, long while. So our second uh, subject this week is an announcement uh, earlier this week. Uh, on iRacing regarding a collaboration with iRacing and BMW M Motorsport. So the successful collaboration between BMW M Motorsport and their leading simulation platform iRacing enters the next round in 2023. BMW M Sport is set to become the first manufacturer in the world to make its new LMDH car, the BMW M Hybrid V8, available in the sim racing community. As with the BMW M4 GT3, real and virtual development of the car have run synchronously. The collaboration was officially announced at the BMW Sim Live event on Saturday. Quoting uh, BMW Motorsport, when it comes to introducing real BMW M race cars to the virtual world, BMW M Motorsport and iRacing have been close and perfectly attuned partners for many years. And that was said by Maurizio Lasciuta, LMD project leader at the BMW M Motorsport. He continues on with, as head of uh, such an important project, confidentiality is my, is my number one priority. It will be fatal if the competition discover the technical details of our car that we want to keep secret. In that respect, I came away really impressed by iRacing's professionalism. We are making a CAD data and findings from our simulator and racetrack tests available to iRacing. They are used as the basis on which to create a realistic virtual version. This gives every sim racer the opportunity to experience the performance of a state-of-the-art prototype and the appeal of the BMW M Motorsport. Wow! Well, I know you can't see the pictures of the car for people who haven't seen it, but it is the wow factor. I love the colour coding of it, although I'll probably put my own liveries on. 
it looks a beast and I am really looking forward to, to racing that particular car when it comes out folks so I suggest if you've not seen the pictures of it yet um, if you put, if you look onto the AI in iRacing and go onto the home and the news channel there's pictures there it's also in the forums and if you put BMW eSports and iRacing in a search engine you'll quickly come across uh, some articles regarding and see more epic pictures. So that's the BMW um, LMDH car coming to iRacing hopefully next season, but we'll have to wait for announcements. So part of last week's uh, podcast, folks, was the FIA uh, motorsport games that were kind of stumbled across uh, searching the internet. Um, so I said I'd kind of uh, keep an eye on it, especially specifically the esports section, because um, didn't really say on the system at that time what kind of format they were using, what was a simulator. So. I've done some follow-up, so it used the Assetto Corsa Competizione, and yes, it's not iRacing, folks. But there's some good news, actually. So Team UK uh, actually won the gold medal for the particular eSports uh, GT3 race. So James Baldwin, major clap to you, buddy. Gold medal has become the first ever Team UK athlete to win a gold medal after triumphing in the eSports at the 2022 FIO Motorsport Games. The 25-year-old proved to be the class of the 60-strong field of drivers assembled at the Circuit Paul Ricard over the two days of running, qualifying on pole position before taking a lights to flag win in the quarter-final, semi-final and the main event itself. He was kept honest throughout by his nearest challengers Chris Harderfeld from the Netherlands and Alberto Garcia Gomez of Spain, Throughout the 60-minute race, but held his nerve to steer his McLaren 720S to an eventful 2.9-second winning margin. Baldwin was presented with his first gold medal on the podium by 11-time Formula 1 Grand Prix winner Felipe Massa. As achievement, an achievement that puts his name in the history books as the first British athlete to take the top prize at the FIA Motorsport Games. Wow, so this is quoted from uh, James himself. Wow, what a day, explained Baldwin after stepping uh, from the podium. I'm over the moon to bring them back the gold medal for Team UK at the FIA Motorsports Games. It was such an intense final race, I feel knackered now. A set of course competition is my favourite game, so it was really good uh, to race on that. I hope to come back in the future. Huge thanks to everybody at Team UK and Veloci. It's been a fantastic event and I've really felt the support. Baldwin's efforts added to Team UK's medal tally after an earlier bronze in the GT category courtesy of Ian Loggie and Sam Neary. Well, well done to Team UK. It's the first time I, last week as I said, uh, came across this FIA Motorsport Games. I'll definitely be looking out for it in 2023 and hopefully we can sneak iRacing there as the, as the simulator. But another big shout out to James Baldwin. Proud of you, son. Well done.
So we're on uh, week 10 of the podcast already and in the iRacing season, I think I believe there's four weeks to go. Uh, so we got this is a section where we look at what's uh, up and coming in next week's uh, tracks and where the cars are, folks. So eyes down, here we go. So Skippy or Skip Barbo, Skip Barbo, Skip Barbo finds itself on the Chicago street circuit. Advanced Mazda is on Zanvor. F3 travels all the way to Brazil for Interlagos. Formula V turns up at Alton Park using the Foster's layout. Simlabs finds itself racing around Hockenheim Ring. GT4, if that's your uh, go-to car, you'll find yourself racing the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Touring cars in the infamous Rudschgogen, and I do love that track. Ferrari GT3 finds itself in Road America. IRO4 all the way to Imola. Formula Renault 2.0 is also at Interlagos. Spec Racer, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Hmm, not heard of that track. Porsche Cup finds itself racing around Phillip Island. Mazda Fanatec Cup is at Summit Point. Missionar is also on Phillip Island. Radical SR10, you are racing in Monza. GP is also at Interlagos. Formula Renault 3.5, wow, Long Beach, I can see a lot of crashes happening on that, especially uh, the first island uh, corner and also the, the very tight chicane. Um, LMP2, uh, Road America, Classic Lotus finds itself also on Interlagos, and finally IMSA this week finds itself also at Road America. So that's another week of uh, the Lone Road iRacers podcast. I just want to thank all of you listeners again for uh, reaching out and uh, listening. I also want to do a shout out for uh, iRacers Lounge podcast and uh, the, my fellow friends over in the States for giving me a shout out on Twitter this week. Really ap- appreciate the support. Um this is our 10th week already, so I just want to uh, uh, remind everybody, please share it with your fellow iRacers um, and keep giving feedback in the comments so we can improve all the while. So without further ado, happy racing and I'll see you on the track soon. And I'll see you very soon for the Week 11 podcast. Take care for now. Bye bye. <laughs>